position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 330! Of the best Linux games podcast being recorded for you on this uh, chilly Friday, February 19th, uh, 2021, at 6 08 p.m. Crack Engineer, I wore Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good idea. I wore your fired. Good. Our top stories this week. First of all, <coughs> man, Texas. Oh my God. What the fuck is going on in Texas? Oh, wait. Everything that we've warned everybody about in terms of deregulation and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, the te- Texas GOP from the governor, uh, fucking. Ted Cruz, Senator, fucking Cancun Cruz, fly in Ted Cruz, motherfucker. None of these people are taking any responsibility for it. They're blaming a Green New Deal, which 
is not law anywhere. It's not even legislation. It's a proposal. So, oh, fuck, I almost remember the Latin for it. Because of one thing, then the other. But the other thing happened before the first thing is the problem that they have with that argument. Anyway, they look at a bunch of fucking scumbags that they are. So, fuck them. Not fuck the people of Texas. Although, I have been working for the last seven years on a plan to solve Texas that does involve the eventual depopulation and removal of Texas from the face of the earth. I'm sorry, it's a necessary sacrifice um, to get rid of Texans. But no... (laughs) (laughs) I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding, of course. But yeah, no, this this week has looked like hell. I mean, unbelievable. It looks like Minsk. It looks like something, looks like footage of a failed former Soviet bloc republic child state. It's just been grotesque. And then no one, <laughs> these fuckers do not take responsibility for their actions. And they lie. And every time I see tech... The wife is gesicht. I think that's the German for it. Something like that. A face that you want, just want to punch. This asshole. Never mind. You, anyway. By the time you hear this, the chances are pretty good that there will be over 500,000 people in the United States who have died of COVID. I highly recommend everyone to go read um, The Pandemicide article uh, from shit my phone's blowing up uh, from the uh, from today uh, Lori Garrett I think is her name uh, yeah it's in uh, Foreign Policy Magazine it's really good uh, describes how especially during the climax well what we have so far seen as the climax of the pandemic how Trump just fucking killed 170,000 people, which is as many, if not more than Saddam Hussein of his own people killed. Check it out. It's four. Po- Lori Garrett, two R's, I think two E's. I just closed that window. Uh, yeah, two R's, two E's. Lori Garrett, foreign policy. Our feature this week, luckily, has nothing to do with the pandemic. It is on Hellish Court. And we're going to try to make this a quick episode. Why won't this... There we go. Try to make this a quick episode. So we'll be here on Thursday! We also have uh, coverage of the EA sale. We have got four picks. Just, they're pretty obvious picks. Um, From the EA, EA sale. We'll do that first. Then we'll blast you with the feature. So... First off in our deals for the EA sale that runs now, uh, runs from I think now through, but I know that it ends on February 22nd. First off is Mirror's Edge, the original parkour game. Uh, it's 75% off of $4.99. It's first person parkour. Um, if you've ever seen Hardcore Henry, this is the game that inspired Hardcore Henry. Up next is Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which is the sequel to the original Mirror's Edge. I've not played as much of Mirror's Edge Catalyst as I have of Mirror's Edge, because I beat Mirror's Edge. But that was a thousand years ago on, I think, the Xbox 360. 
But Mirror's Edge Catalyst is the latest sequel. It's about a thousand years old. Both games still run and look great, and they run good. They run well on Lin- on Linux with uh, uh, Glory Sagrol's reroll of Proton, Fork of Proton, um, and with some of our EA hacks that we mentioned in all of our in both of our major EA episodes when EA. Lay down their sword and shield down by the riverside. Um, in the Steam versus EA wars, uh, yeah, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which is the sequel to Mirror's Edge, is also seventy five percent off and also at four dollars and ninety nine cents through February twenty second. And then finally, uh, finally, uh, in our EA Store Mega Deals is Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition, which is 75% off at $7.49. That is the original first game remastered, more or less remastered, but includes every DLC. Um, And that game is still worth playing. Uh, It's a third-person demi-isometric, pseudo-demi-isometric role-playing game with turn-based combat elements. Um... So it's more like Baldur's Gate with the like, you know, you can pause it whenever you want kind of thing, but with a fascinating, truly character-driven um, narrative structure where it's the way you interact with your team that really determines how cool the experience is for you and that other character who's on your team. It's a very, very interesting model. It's very difficult to pull off and it's done masterfully in Dragon Age Origins, which pioneered it. The Ultimate Edition, once again, 75% off, $7.49 now through February 22nd. So, with all of that out of the way, let's get, let's see if we can do this in 20 minutes. That would be great. Ivor, based him with the feature. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's Bolivian. Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooby. Bolivian. So, those of you who know me, uh, and know me well, know that prior to COVID, for the two years prior to COVID, I was working on a pirate game. Um. It's like gone on a extended hiatus, but that was where a lot of my time went, and uh, it was meant to be a rapier and cutlass two dimensional sword fighting game, side scrolling platformer sword fighting game, heavy emphasis on sword fighting and acrobatics. Well, that's gone by the wayside. Why did I get to that desperate need for that type of game? Well, I was raised here in Las Vegas. Um, on arcade games and Apple IIe games like Swashbuckler, my game is going to be called The Swashbuckler, where a realistic style of stage fencing, Gladiator in the arcade, was another good game that was like this. Gladiator, though, was very armor centric, very focused on armor instead of technical swordsmanship. Armor and shields were really the things that you... But there was also Trojan, 
which is fucking nuts. Ah, let's sword fight in the sewers in a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk 1980s vision of an 8-bit future apocalypse beyond the power station. I was raised on these games, and I really like them, and I came from a theater family, and I learned a little bit about stage fencing, I learned a little bit about fencing. Never got good at it, never got good at any sword play of any kind. Jojo Kimon Kendall and I used to, well, we did it like once or twice, I think, uh, fight with bamboo swords uh, in the uh, real world. Flood Retention Dam out here in Vegas. Um, I never won a single fucking touch, I don't think. But endless fascination with specifically post Bushido Blade, the first Bushido Blade, with swordplay. And a specific type of swordplay in terms of the way it's depicted in video games. I always wanted more rapier. I don't like fencing. Although, like, I'm tremendous, I'm in awe of the tremendous athleticism, like, uh, the, the the modern greats, it, well, at least in terms of Olympic fencing, uh, for me, are, you know, like, uh, Chumley Watson, fucking, uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Eli Dershowitz. I like Chumley Watson more, though, because he has more of a swashbuckling style, but then can go, can bring his legs together close into that more athletic running style of fencing. Anyway, but that's Olympic fencing. Fencing is with foils. What I love is the idea of blade on blade combat circa the Spanish main, meaning cutlasses, you know, buccaneer style cutlasses. Which are basically just hatchets. That's what that's the origin of the term buccaneer. Also the origin of the term buckaroo, by the way. I'm not making that up. I'm pretty sure. Buccaneer came from uh a brand of uh outcasts, marooniers, etc., who formed together on an island and adopted the ways of the natives using flat broad blade swords to butcher animals and each other but they did it with you know 16th to 17th century or 17th to 18th century style uh, swordsmanship Bushido Blade though was a revelation this game had the saber had a flat long straight saber not a cavalry saber um, had the rapier and then had a whole host of Japanese weapons such as uh, katana naganata um, etc and Jojo Kimonkettle and I played we would play first to a thousand kills if I remember correctly This game was a revelation because it brought realism and Tekken 2 era style fighting mechanics to this idea of bladed combat 
and it was something that was new and had never been seen before in the, in this full of a realization. I remember they had a at at this store called Wow, which later became the Good Guys, which is a massive electronic store, huge, and music store. One Thanksgiving, Joe and I were in that store, and they had this demo for this new game for the PlayStation called Bushido Blade, and we played it against each other a bunch of times to the point where we had to be removed from the store. My character in that game was always Irish Rapier Man, and if not him, then the evil fucking Russian bitch with the saber. The advantages of the rapier... Now, you see, these are things... What I'm trying... Okay, so what have I read? What do I know about this field? I'm not an expert because I don't do it. I think you have to be to be to be expert in this field. You have to actually do it. But I don't. What I do. What I have done is spent a significant portion of the last three years of my life, two thirds of which have gone basically into researching sword play and single stick sword fighting single stick is the nice way of saying buccaneer style fucking sword play you know you have a stick the other person has a stick Teddy Roosevelt used to love to do single stick but he was a maniac um you know you don't have real swords you have these big wood sticks they're not necessarily that big either comes from the Scottish tradition in the late 17th century um, the great sword play explosion across all of Europe but I do know Aldo Nadi. I do know quite a bit about classical fencing you know like in the in the book learning sense I do. I, I have read broadsword and single stick I've read three books on broadsword and single stick um, I've done meticulous research I've done sketches I've done I have three books, uh, three notebooks filled with my diagrams and sketches and innumerable drawings of innumerable drawings and diagrams of how my how I wanted my game to work. It has been a long time since Bushido Blade. A long time. We're talking like over 20, we're talking over 22 years. Bushido Blade 2 came out and it wasn't as good. Now, this game, our game that we're featuring this week is called Hellish Quart. Q-U-A-R-T. And it has a free demo that's available. It's completely playable. It's in very early access. But this guy, this crazy maniac, assembled a team, a big team, and has done what I could only dream of doing for my game. My game wasn't a fighting game. My game was a side-scrolling platformer adventure game with a pirate, heavily pirate-themed. With a... Well, I won't tell you more about it because I might go back and finish it because uh, there's a lot. The more I play this game, the more I realize how much I was on the right track for my own. This game, though, Hellish Court rings the bells. It's early access, but it's already amazing. Came out this week into early access, but they did make a public uh, pre-early access uh, alpha available that I had played. Um, it's Bushido Blade 1, but with physics. 
There is no active blocking in this game. Whenever you're attacked, if you are not attacking or lunging or dodging backwards, your character will do its best attempt to guard against that attack. But it has to be blade to blade. Your character will not do anything to get out of the way. So, that is already fascinating and a recipe for a very difficult disaster a very very complicated game design challenge to make essentially ragdoll physics you know essentially marionette physics work with physical blade to blade contact instead of having a block mechanism to rule them all one button to block any attack high mid low the game already in early access is magnificent in fact it's an achievement I would say because he got Hema uh, uh, historical whatever the fuck what, what does Hema stand for historical European martial arts meaning sword play single stake etc 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 um from the 17th to the end of the 18th century so 1600s to 1700s this includes the Spanish main Mm. and includes a broad swath of uh, military conflict that encapsulates almost the advent of you know the Napoleonic era etc all sword fighting games that have been made that have gained prominence like Mordow are medieval sword fighting games they are games that are based almost exclusively around the broadsword, the polearm the pike, etc Hellish Court is not that Hellish Court focuses on basically Eastern European 17th century Prussia French and that's about it so it's like feudal European sword fighting but this is the origins of what we know of sword combat um, in in the modern era post the dark ages and was the glory and were the glory days of sword on sword combat as well so, what you get in this game are three characters there's more than three we'll talk about the other two in a moment who use sabers of various different lengths, one uses a long cavalry saber, one uses a shorter saber in multiple stances, the other one um, is kind of a mix of the two, he's kind of like a land pirate guy, his name is Barabbas Let's talk about the first guy first. His name's Gideon. Gideon. And he uses a Persian style, a, a very Persian Russian style uh, short style saber. And the game is not about length, it's about how you use it. And here's the thing in real fencing, in fencing, not sword play, not single stick. 
it's very much focused on moving towards and away from your opponent. Lunging towards, because that's why I love the rapier, because it goes right into your heart. Stab, 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 stab at any direction. All with lightning fast, you know, ability to just go right at your eye, right at your foot, right at your, you know, blah. Gideon is kind of the opposite, but he's just as fast. He's all slashing attacks because he's Saber. And he has multiple stances, just like the Russian bitch from Bushido Blade. If you've never played Bushido Blade, then you're going to be at a loss for all of this. The other guy who uses a saber, Jacek or Yasek or Yacek, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, he has this big, long curve. He's got like reach and he's got slash, but he doesn't have the speed of Gideon. Everyone has their own block temperaments too. And so the idea is if you want to go into single tempo, which is where you're attacking with either the anticipation of your attack coming in under or around the opponent's attack and by nature of your your finish of your attack or your execution of your attack you will dodge their blade um, Gideon is the much better choice for a more technical experience Jacek or Yasek or Jason, whatever the fuck his name is, is a better choice. He's also taller and he's not drunk. And he's got the, the costumes in this game are fantastic. Barabbas is a mix between the two. He's got a mid range saber. Fuck all of those guys, even though they are the core components of the game. It's the two components that came out two days ago, the two characters that came out two days ago that for me just sealed the deal and I'm now making a study every night of the game in early access first is Marie Marie is J6 who's a bandit king she's his first lieutenant and she has a rapier and a musketeer hat and a white plume and she will destroy you she will destroy you it's everything that you wanted out of a rapier more or less even in early access the other character is Isabella who's a highly technical fighter with a long sword which is like a broadsword but it's long and thin it's not a rapier and it's not a cutlass it's a long sword she is death incarnate. But me as Marie, I will fuck you up. So let me explain what the game is like. Blah. Because it's a physics game, a physics-based game, blades actually have to clash. And so your move, which should just go straight in, let's just pretend that we're talking about Marie, the rapier chick, and her gorgeous white plume, and her, her little, oh man, and she's hot too, she has her hair tied up in a little braid um, the graphics are great um, but it's really the mechanics of this game that really shine and make it worth noting right now in early access 
Let's say you're going straight in with like a, a chest high lunge that's going to pierce the opponent's heart going from right to left. Let's say instead of just hitting a guard, you hit the opponent's blade. Meaning that they're trying to go into single tempo, they're trying to attack you to def- to parry your blade. Your blade can twist around their blade. So instead of just having a static wrist angle going in on the lunge, their blade, which will curve around the outside of yours, can deflect it a little bit such that, but your character doesn't care because she's going for this move and so instead of it hitting them in the heart, in their top left portion of their chest it hits them in the top right portion of their chest because you're still going with all that inertia and all that movement, that's the type of game it is so because it's so heavily reliant on physics, things don't always work, in fact things don't always make sense they do, to an impressive degree, actually, make sense. But the lack of the active guard, of having a button press where you can just guard, makes this game so much more detailed and interesting. Because it, it forces you, it seems to be kind of meant to force you into focus at, at times on your footwork. Because there are certain combos and all of them, are, certain moves are natural to like double tapping forward so like you're rushing the enemy, then lunge etc, etc, etc and some of them are only available for certain characters, i.e. <coughs> Marie rape your, rape, your, rape your face, rape your face but it can't, it, it can get a little spotty in the physics based model because competing priorities and there isn't a real like it feels like there's no referee yet when you the game is designed when things work right and you can see how the game is actually designed and meant to be played especially in multiplayer which I'll get to in a moment it, it's not it's not just great it's it's breathtaking um we're talking what the whole game is about lightning fast, cat and mouse. It's a game of skill, it's a game of will, lot of strategy going in, but then in the fight, it is all about the tactics. Um, so skill, will, stamina, tactics, and reflexes actually, reflexes play a big role in the game, and learning your character's moves are very important because without a block, you have to kind of always play almost in a single tempo style but you have to learn the moves of your character and learn which ones are parries and which ones parry high middle and low and by the way, a parry in a classical fencing sense is just an attempt to deflect or to frustrate an attack that's made directly at you. Usually leaving the opponent in a weaker position where you can repost, you can counterattack. So the bouts are meant to last like from 2 to you know, maybe 30 maybe 45 on the long end 
uh, of the scale seconds. Like it's not a game that's meant to. It's a game that's meant to be played over and 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 over against the same opponent with the same characters. It's like a distillation of the fight because as the developers say on their their roadmap and stuff this game is meant to be by the way, the developers themselves are historical European military uh, martial arts guys, they've done it and they've hired people to do the mocaps for it and the mocaps look fantastic the way all this interacts with the physics is generally very good it's a developer's nightmare. He's got a whole fucking team of people helping him, though. But bouts are meant to be very quick. And they're meant to be pretty much final. They're meant to be basically towards the to the death. You don't have to chop off someone's head, although you can. You don't have to chop off someone's hand, although you can. All you really need is a really good touch to the heart with a rapier or a good slash to the neck. Open up those arteries and they're done these people are not fucking around in the game this is, you know, the 1600s um, and so the end result that you get is this, especially in multiplayer the AI right now is pretty shitty, it's so much more satisfying to play in multiplayer, which I can report just prior to recording this friend of the show, Master Splinter and I once again tried to jump into multiplayer. Now there's some problems with multiplayer. Splinter and I have gone into multiplayer in this game twice with each other. The game relies on two things for multiplayer right now and the roadmap does not outline any future plans to augment multiplayer beyond this but I'm sure that they will. Game runs great on Linux by the way. First is first way is using Steam Remote Let's Play Together which worked the first two times that Master Splinter and I tried to play the game it has not worked since the game came out two days ago and we've tried dozens, we've tried probably 16 times, 18 times maybe, I keep torturing him it won't work, it does not recognize our controllers anymore it doesn't recognize his controller and it doesn't recognize my controller and forces someone to play with the keyboard. It does not make any sense. I have no idea how to fix it. The other way to play multiplayer but by the way, that might just be my own limited experience because I was very drunk in stone this one afternoon two nights ago, actually, when the game first came out into early access um, and there is still a free demo available, so if you don't know if you're going to like this, it, I don't think it has Marie, and I don't think it has Isabella Isabella with the longsword is amazing, most of her moves change which foot of hers is in front and depending on whether it's the right or the left in front, depends it changes the entire move set and she has um forms that she can move through on top of that all of which change the entire moveset she's probably like the third most developed, she's probably the second or third most developed character I would say it goes, I would say it goes Gideon, Jacek 
uh, Isabella, who's the the longsword, and then Marie. But Marie is just instant death. Same thing with Isabella. Isabella is so such a technical player, technical character to play as, and studying them is immensely fun. The pause screen now. There's lots of stuff that's missing, such as for matchmaking. What they're gonna try to rely on is this thing called Parsec. And Parsec doesn't let you host on Linux, although they have a Linux client for it, which does not make sense to me. But whatever. Steam Remote Play Together has worked for me with other players, but I'm not sure if they worked for other play with me for other players other than Splinter, other than like right. I'm not sure if if the game had if I had gone away from the demo at that point or what, but anyway these guys are on the right fucking track it is an amazing game it is called Hellish Quart Q-U-A-R-T is in Quaternio it brings sword fighting back and what, what do you get when when you have this type of sword fighting where it's a third person fight that's the thing that they said on in their roadmap they've been trying to develop an unbelievable fencing sword fighting game and they have plans to add in uh uh offhand weapons like daggers and stuff maybe even uh small shields not sure, I don't know, because that's like more ancient Rome but uh, crippling blows, etc, etc, etc they also want to make the game very much about grappling because one of the coolest mechanics lots of, everything about this game, even in early access, even at this early phase is as good or better than Bushido Blade 1 was there's lots of creature comforts that are missing and there's lots of weird shit like uh, for instance uh, there was a bug that I guess they fixed they pushed an update I think today or yesterday where but I saw this bug this bug actually happened to me if you grabbed Jacek and you cut off his head with the hold moves and he had been attacking using a certain attack it would not register to the game that he had been killed. It would just register to the scoreboard. So his disembodied, so his severed head lying on the ground, his neck stump spraying blood would continue to attempt to fight you even as you do your victory pose animation. And there's lots of weird shit in the game. And this is a challenge unlike anything you know, you can believe, and trust me, I know this from the inside of designing sword fighting games. What is already here is fantastic. So, and there's a free demo for it, but if you want to support the, the project, which I think you should, um, God damn it, Ivor, you're fired. Steam's really running slow. Hellish Quart right now through February 23rd is 15% off, down from $16.99 to $14.44. But there's still a free demo. Um, 
if you want to run the tutorial, all of the stuff that you really need is not there yet. Like, there is no way to play to a thousand wins. There is a survival mode in the in the official early access release. I don't know if it's there in the demo mode. Survival mode is a really good way to learn, but the best way to learn because the pause screen doesn't show you the actual moves for your character. It just shows you all the moves for, like, this imaginary character. They pushed a big update. They, they're out of... They're into early access now, finally. I'm giving them, you know, whatever. The best way to play this game, as I've discovered while trying to fix Splinter Mind's problems, um, is to go to just versus CPU and to give them the keyboard and then to learn every move and and combination. There are also combos. I'm not good at combos. I'm good at moves because when this game is not really a combo game. It is about knowing where your sword is, where it's going to go, and how far it is. So when I play as Marie, the rapier chick, generally each match is going to be under 15 seconds one way or the other. Generally, it's if I'm going to win, it's going to be in the first 7 seconds. Um, and all the characters have stamina and they are all going to have crippled stuff, poses and stuff and crippled stamina. Um, some of the characters share the same animations and stamina stats and stuff. Some of them share the same guard characteristics. Uh, with their with their blades as others, like Barabbas is kind of a clone of Gideon with Jacek mixed in and stuff like that. There are plans for two more characters, a Cutlass and a fourth Saber guy with a uh, exactly Cutlass sized Cutlass length blade. The bottom line is this. When you get into a good fucking volley in this game, it happens like this. And that's a killing blow. That was like fucking 25 different moves on one side and 25 moves on the other. Learning how to parry is essential. Learning how to block and when to backtrack. All you really have to do in the game is learn when to advance and when to retreat and if you focus on that and then the defensive aspect of the game you can start getting into real sword fights very quickly it will be so much better when they have real online multiplayer matchmaking and so that is it's not a review but this is just our feature our first look at Hellish Court the first real sword fighting fighting game that is both realistic and a fighting game that's what the that's what the developers said they wanted to achieve and they've already achieved it it's a little weird it has a lot of inconsistencies but it's still very much in early access and they have a whole roadmap and they're devoted to this project so I would say check it out especially with the free demo and if you haven't friended me on Steam, friend me on Steam, Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E, and we can play Steam Remote, let's play together, Hellish Court, I'm down almost any time that I'm not playing Valheim. There you go. For my sword is one half feet scissor. 
No, I say. I, <laughs> I stand. Not proud, but alone. Cheers, I'll catch you next week. I want to give him some of that. No, thank you. No, thank you, and again, no, thank you. Have you read Don Quixote? I have, and found myself the hero. Be so good as to read once more the chapter of the windmills. Chapter 13. Windmills, remember, if you fight with them, may swing round their huge arms and cast you down into the mire. Or up among the stars. Now, you've made your fortune, girl. He was willing to forget. There you go again, growling. Yes, this latest pose of yours, ruining every opportunity that comes your way, becomes exaggerated. Very well, then I exaggerate. There are certain things in this world a man does well to carry to extremes. Ah, your precious independence, your white plume. What? How do you expect to succeed in life? What would you have me do? Seek for the patronage of some great man, and like a creeping vine on a tall tree, crawl upward where I cannot stand alone? No, thank you. Be a buffoon in the vile hope of teasing out a smile on some cold face. No, thank you. Eat a toad for breakfast every morning. Make my knees callous. Cultivate a supple spine. Wear out my belly groveling in the dust. No, thank you. With my left hand, scratch the back of any swine that roots up gold for me, while my right, too proud to know his partner's business, takes in the fee. No, thank you. Shall I use the fire God gave me to burn incense all day long? No, thank you. Struggle to insinuate my name into the columns of the Gazette? Calculate, scheme, be afraid, love more to make a visit than a poem, seek introductions, favors, influences? No, thank you. No, I thank you. And again, I thank you. But to sing, to laugh, to dream, to walk in my own way, free, with an eye to see things as they are. A voice that means manhood. To cock my head where I choose, add a word, a yes, a no, to fight, or write, but never to make a line I have not heard in my own heart. To travel any road under the sun, under the stars, nor care if fame or fortune lie beyond the bourn. Yet with all modesty to say, my soul be satisfied with flowers, with weeds, with thorns even. But gather them in the one garden you may call your own. In a word, I am too proud to be a parasite. And if my nature lacks the germ that grows towering to heaven like the mountain pine, I stand not high, it may be. But alone. Alone, yes, but why go about making enemies? Watching other people making friends everywhere, as a dog makes friends. I mark the manner of these canine courtesies and think, here comes, thank heaven, another enemy. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. 
I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, yo. Four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy, yaddy, yo. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.